Bro told me rest, you won't let me break, you won't let me break Circle, circle Take your time, put in the key drive Yes, guys, we're back here with another episode of the 2911 podcast. It's me, Bian here. DSQ, what are you eating? Just a little southern fried chicken wrap with creamy coleslaw. Spooky. Sainsbury's. Nah, it's, no, it's decent. It's spooky, still. man. Obviously, it's, my go-to meal that was normally... It's like 10 p.m., bro. Man's eating. 11 p.m. even. Man's eating. Oh, right. This is my first. Man's my eating first fried chicken, bro. Were you fasting? Nah, bro. My parents just didn't. My parents went on holiday and just left me, innit? <laughs> But that's, so crazy. that's how it's crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry, that. No, no, no. I love them, innit? But <laughs> well, yeah. no question to your love, bro. Just trying to be some bread. Anyway, just kidding, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, Glovin. <laughs> Why are you saying his name for him, bro? <laughs> Let him say his name. I swear he was meant to go to you first. No, so it's because of the way I introduced DSQ, innit? Oh, fair. No, I'm doing different today. Anyway, where'd you start from? Uh, Uniqlo, bro. Okay. Yeah, it's good on you, bro. Love. Do you want to do that? I feel comfortable like this. Okay. Good answer. You got a problem with it? Nah, what are you <laughs> me, bro? Division. Is, is, the, is the kingdom about comfortability? Not all the time. <laughs> You're not, not all the time. Most of the time, not. Hey, most of the most time, of the time no. I disagree what? with that, but we're not here for You think so? Yeah, I do. I do actually disagree with that. Do you um, that most of the time... For we the sh- simple, I think that a part of your walk is about finding the joy of the Lord that makes suffering and enjoyment that's good to get into the point yeah like, but so technically it will look like suffering but it will not feel like it and okay. in my opinion you think suffering, suffering doesn't feel like suffering then if your suffering doesn't feel like suffering then you're not suffering people just think you are so Wait, what Say so again? what's your point so my point is that it's not about um it is so about you genuinely so you genuinely think that you can't feel like you're suffering no, yeah, you can, even you if can, you're you can, even you if said, you're joyful no you can but not always i said so you see the thing about more often than not it's not about comfortability i think it is about comfortability it's about being so comfortable in the joy of the Lord that even even your suffering is comfortable. Yeah, but you're still suffering. It's still comfortability. <laughs> Let's start the episode. <laughs> Fair enough, isn't it? Um, well, obviously, guys, last episode was really, really good. Yeah. Um, I really yes. enjoyed it. It was a very smooth episode. And I feel like it was, not even I feel like, I feel like I say that too. Anyway, it was a great episode because we came to some beautiful understandings on kind of why unity is so important, mm-hmm. both inwardly and outwardly for the body of Christ. But we also know that in the body of Christ, I think one of the things that causes division so much is kind of how we choose to relate with God. Yeah. Yeah. You get like, for example, the way you choose to read the Bible. Some people like to pick out one scripture and run with it. Some people like to read the whole context. One well, some people wrong, like, but I heard that some people like when they, when they are trying to get a word from God, they open a Bible, just scroll to a random page put their finger there, oh, this is what God told me. Have you done that before? No, I haven't. Have you? Have you? But God's asked me to open something up before. No, but I'm talking like, that's what they do. That's what they do. Yeah, kind of randomise it Um, And I think, even like, for example, the way people choose to pray, what people think is important, what people think is not important. Mm. And I think it causes a lot of division. Maybe I think it does. It does. It does. And we mentioned the majors and the minors last episode. And I think that's really important for us to remember. Like, at the end of the day, the major is, do you believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Saviour? If you believe that, we're off to a good start. Mm. Keyword. And he start. died and rose again. Yeah. Um, and the reason I said good start there is because we also spoke about some of the other majors, like the fundamental nature of scripture, you know, the Sinobo, Sola Scriptura, what is it? Sola Fide, Sola Scriptura, Sola Gracia. Sola Faith, I don't know. That's Sola Fide, no? Oh. Do you know the five solas? I know them in English. Go on. Uh, 
scripture alone, faith alone, grace alone, Christ alone. Um, oh, that's first four, isn't it? What's the, what's the last one? Oh, oh. No, I'm saying that. Like, <laughs> Christ alone. Um, but like, yeah, like there's some really, really important things that hold the faith together. So for example, at the end of the day, if you believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Saviour, but the Bible doesn't matter, then the two just don't mesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And in the faith, there's certain things that lead to other things. Yeah. You get? Um, <clears throat> but in terms of experience, the thing about experience and how you choose to relate with God is that at the end of the day, a lot of it, you can say, in my room, this is what I did or this is what happened. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, it, but at the same time, one of my favorite scriptures. Glory of God alone. In Second Timothy, it says that, you know, um, as an athlete, you can only win if you compete according to the rules set before you. Mm-hmm. And that's why, even before we even start this episode, the Bible is so important. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it outlines your experience. Um, but I've seen people say this thing of being overly spiritual. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that that sentence even makes sense? No. Why not? Because I generally believe that, like, scripture says that we were dead. And like we were us spiritually we were dead and now we've been made alive so our whole life is almost a spiritual experience i think what we need to do well is redefining yeah. i hate this redefine but we need to have a good understanding of what spirituality Amen. is mm-hmm. so then that's what i was going to ask following on what is do you believe that there's such thing as being overly mystical yeah yeah what does that mean um practices that don't align with um what's prescribed in scripture so I think scripture does well to prescribe how we should worship God mm-hmm. and how God desires to be worshipped. And anything outside of that or contrary to that is often like a mystification of what. Yeah. So this is an open question to everybody now. Is it possible for you to have an experience with God that <clears throat> has not been seen in scripture before? Oh my days. Wait, can I go? go Do you know how a lot of a lot of the biggest heresies in the world have started so a lot of actually no well this is a christian this is a christian um podcast so we can go so um um the church of mormon it's um so the mormon church it started with um, joseph smith allegedly having a a revelation and in that revelation jesus went to america (laughs) what Am I wrong? I don't know. I don't know. But um, a big part of that revelation, he says in um, in one of his things that like the God that you have believed isn't um, the God of soul. Like he isn't a God from all eternity to eternity. But in fact, like these, he's come to reveal a new God. And essentially, what he believes is that the church for about a thousand years was disconnected from God, and they um, the church was almost apostate from God. And he has come to restore the church to God. So anything that you ever hear is restoration. They're probably a cult. Do you get what I mean? There's another one in. China as well. That's all uh, about this restoration thing. So he believes that. And there's one in Korea as well. Yeah. Xinjiang. We're not allowed to. Can, we, can I? Xinjiang. Uh, I'm not allowed to. Let, but then, no, no, say it because Wait, if what? people are preaching heresy, <laughs> say it. What? Well, I, I, I'm about to pronounce them, bro. But um, you have a new earth. Yeah, that's a cult. That, um, that is a cult. Yeah. But essentially, yeah. like, oh, I've heard what? about them. Yeah. I've heard well, about why, guys? Yeah. The reason why as well. Let me just say this oh. for the, before this episode even continues. If we see heresy, we should call it out. Yeah, facts. I'm yeah. not saying that I'm the, the litmus test of what isn't isn't heresy, but if it doesn't align with the Bible, yeah. out. Now, literally, because I know someone who got smoked there. Got yeah, got indoctrinated by New Heaven, New Earth, from oh, like no way. From, from Instagram and then from I don't know, but they do LinkedIn. They DMs me in it. Oh, they I knew about it. So yeah. blah blah blah. So no, it's important because I. That's why when somebody mentions that, I'll be like, I told them that, like, bro. Like I know someone who's yeah. Now, like, like it's real because it's not it's not like. 
an experience, they actually oh, this do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, something, 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 no, I hear it. What I was saying, so like, let's say the experience of the Mormon church, this started with someone's revelation that was essentially counter, um, counter biblical. He, he's, he brought through, um, forth some revelations that essentially went through what the Bible said. So God, he essentially proposed that God essentially was a man who was exalted and became like God level. And he, um, there are like previous gods before him and that sort of thing. So uh, like, when you see stuff like that, it's like e we can't tap into this mm -hmm. so like everything that's outside the confines of scripture we should be very wary very cautious about, especially when it's described as a revelation because if we're to be very technical like that word isn't the necessary the word that we should be using for like when the holy spirit essentially like gives us ideas or like new understanding about things because we see like when the book of revelations how it ends is very interesting i'll, I'll just leave that there Nothing more to say on that? No. <laughs> no. I think, yeah, no. Being overly mystical is definitely a thing. Yeah. I think when you're too focused on things that cannot be defined or outlined by scripture, there's a problem. Yeah. And I find it very interesting because when you look in the Bible, one of the most crazy circumstances in the Bible is actually Paul's interaction with Jesus on the road to Damascus. Crazy. Like when you actually think about what happened, that's crazy. But the reason why Paul's testimony held weight when he spoke to Barnabas and stuff like that is because what he encountered of Jesus did not go against the Jesus of the Gospels. Yeah. And it's because it's funny. Even Tommy, we're having a conversation. Oh yeah, guys, Tommy's here. Do you want to say hello? Hear this? <laughs> <laughs> um, we're having a conversation. Shouts the word Tommy about man. kind of why Paul was called Mbappe. an apostle just alongside some of the other yeah. disciples when he was when he never met Jesus face to yeah. face. And it's because of his encounter with Jesus. On the so road he did Damascus. meet Jesus. So yeah, he did. Yeah, sorry, he didn't. Yeah, 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 yeah he yeah, met yeah, Jesus. And <clears throat> what's so interesting there is that do you understand how accurate? his explanation of his encounter had to have been for them, for to, them to verify. 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 Yeah. And on top of that, God gave him extra verification by speaking to Barnabas in his prayer. Yeah. And this is the thing. So when man are just saying, I had a revelation, duh, 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 no G check, nobody else can verify it, but it was me. That's very crazy. And that's also not biblical. Because mm -hmm. when you look at such a crazy encounter like that, it stood up with everything else. When you look at, for example, some of the stuff of Isaiah, crazy they line up with scripture. And I think this is the thing that we have to remember when it comes to being overly mystical. <coughs> it's not necessarily, so you said to me, oh, um, I don't know, God wrote a message on my notes page. Oh, there's no iPhones in the Bible. No, fine. But what did it say? There's, there should be some sort of principle <laughs> yeah. that what happened to you. I'm not saying the exact situation happened, yeah. but uh, the principles that underlie your experience. I saw some video on TikTok yesterday about low IQ people like low IQ no, I know yeah said. low IQ people like you know, basically the example you just gave like they'll be like oh because back in the day there was no iPhones how can you then say that oh the iPhones here that is written here is true like you know people that just there's no bearing to both like the past yeah, and here yeah, but it's trying low IQ people sorry so basically it just made me laugh. Here that, you know it's dangerous and not wise to focus too much on things that cannot be proved by scripture. Yeah, because my thing is though, like, honestly, like, if you get something, revelation, vision, dream, like, what are you basing it off? You'd have to ask them. That's the question though, like, because like, if you say that God spoke to you, God doesn't, it won't go against his word. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like, somebody pulled me up the other day and said to me, not somebody actually, 
Tommy asked me. <laughs> um, no, because at first I forgot who it was. Strange, <laughs> man. Tommy asked me um, about us starting a pod eight or nine months into our walking. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> biblically speaking, it's a little bit interesting that we have a Christian platform. Very, we had very early on into our walk in it, mm-hmm. and um, obviously I told you a lot that oh yeah, God said to me <laughs> that, I'm gonna, that we're gonna have a platform, and technically somebody could actually argue that that's actually anti-biblical to have that instruction and to act on it so early on into your walk, mm-hmm. and so then in that example, how would you? No, but I'm no, but I'm not even talking about those kind of examples. Though. I'm talking about the, the the examples of like they get like. Let's say a revelation. I hear bare people talk about, oh, Jesus came to visit them in their dream. Yeah. And I remember like, and no, I like- to, I went to hell and came back. No, and not even those, but like, for example, the Jesus that will visit them in their dream, for example, will still have like the piercings and the, but we all know that the, no, no, the blood still showing and all of these things. And we all know that the resurrection Jesus, the the kind of image that they're showing, no, the kind of image that they're showing isn't the resurrection Jesus. It's the Jesus maybe before that, or even it's not even the Jesus that they're showing at all. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like, how do you know? Like, where do you base your what you're getting off if you're not really, if it's not based on what's been shown to us? As you said, there's a way that God expects to be um, worshipped, or there's a way that He's shown us that He likes to be worshipped and da 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 whatever. So if you're not really following that, what and and I'm, we all know God isn't a f- uh, what's it? What's that? He's a god of confusion, and he's not a a flip flap, not a flip flap. He doesn't like he does. He's not fickle. Yeah, he doesn't go one day he says something, mm. and then another day uh, I was lying, I was joking mm-hmm. about. He's not a man that he should lie. So he's very consistent, mm-hmm. as you said. Like um, Paul's thing on the road to Damascus like for him to be getting the, the verification it had to be very mm-hmm. very 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 like whatever so all of these things I just think in my head I, I'm just asking myself like when people come on platforms or they say stuff I'm just thinking like where's it coming from where's it coming from if it's not if when we g-check it against the word and if you if you don't believe in the word where exactly are you g-checking it against just saying and I think even, by the way if anybody is <laughs> like I don't get it about um like the revelation about the pod, the only reason why I acted on it is because um, after some time, it wasn't a reflection at the time, but over time I reflected on it that because God asked us to talk on our experiences and not to come here and preach, preach, do sermons, that's why it's not anti-biblical. So what was, it was anti-biblical because of the no. prescription that new believers shouldn't hold to each and Yeah, so, if, so for okay. example, if we just came here and said, yeah, guys, hit. We're here to preach on um, why the blood of Jesus saves and we're just talking. That's, oh, I see. You see. But then you lot are fine because we see John Ford, the woman, she was one of the first evangelists. That we yeah. See. So that's that's why. <laughs> this is not- <laughs> she, she spoke about her spirits. She said, come and see a man who told me everything I was. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think that's why this is not anti-biblical if anybody's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> why do you have to like... Uh, bro, no, but it's important. Like, I hear it. I'm so cool. Have you... Have we, have you guys ever been in a situation where you've maybe in reflection, maybe even just now you've realized, damn, like maybe I was being overly mystical and holding too much weight to spiritual experiences or revelations that I couldn't prove by scripture. Hmm. Or maybe even, or how should I, I could even put it in this way, that sometimes we hold those things as more important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Times more important. Yeah, I think that's the better, that's a better. There's been times where I've been like that, but I feel like that's because of the environment I've been in. Ooh, if that makes what sense. What kind of that? environment have you been in? Like maybe like I'm at, <laughs> maybe I'm at like a, a church. Money. 
Maybe so, like I'm at a church event or like a or like a worship night or whatever, mm, and mm. I'm looking around and people are like, man, I'm blushing. People are shaking. Galatians one ten kind of vibe, trying to please man and that, not pleasing yeah, God. Sometimes, and sometimes I put more, too much emphasis on that. Like, should yeah, I should I be atmosphere? Yeah, again, you feel left like, out. Yeah, should I should I be should I be like this? Should I be doing what th- these men are doing? Like almost more so than more so than engaging in your. But, but allowing that to get into my head, where now my uh, my worship has stopped, if that it was ceased in that moment because I'm thinking if what I'm doing is right or wrong, if that makes sense. I think I've definitely nah, I've definitely experienced. Have that. you ever been in a room where like let's say everyone's speaking in tongues, so you just nah, I've never, I've never, I've never done that. Mm-hmm. Have you? Um, I don't think so. Anyway, from the top of my head, something I can't tell you though. I think I have. I speak like yeah. I think I think there's definitely been an occasion or two, maybe. But I don't know. I'm really speaking in tongues that long. Where like where, because it's hard. To, it's hard to tell sometimes because like sometimes I just feel even for example with normal prayer. So for example, um, like yesterday I was at my friend's birthday and did a worship night. I worshipped hmm? longer there than I have. Second, I was at my friend's birthday and we had like a worship night, mm. and I probably worshipped longer there than I have in my quiet time probably in the last couple of weeks. But it's then it's like was I only worshiping because I was in the room or did I just feel more comfortable too? I think sometimes, especially when it comes to these mystical things, I, I sometimes battle in my mind: Am I doing it because I'm comfortable? Or am I just getting sucked in because everyone else? But do you f- do you think that thinking like that all the time is healthy? No, which is why I try. I don't really do it often in it. Mm. So like, especially with worship, no one's there. But if everyone's worshiping, like, it's obviously more comfortable. Man, there's nothing wrong. Yeah, with I think because I think we need to differentiate between like what you just said and what Squared said in mm. the sense of like you're in a room, not even in a room. You're in a setting mm-hmm. where you can clearly see that people are doing whatever and. You're not actually doing it because you're doing it. You're doing it just because they're doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? I think yeah, that's the. That's you're doing it because you think. If you don't do it, you're oh. not like that. and yeah. I think I think that's a big. Thing. Yeah, I was gonna say, and that's the harm, the harm of like some of the like traditions that we belong to. Like mm. I've heard that um stories of people who, in their particular church tradition, um they have a heavily heavy emphasis on let's say the gift of tongues, and Are you they're talking they, about certain Pentecostal churches. Yeah. But then for a lot of Pentecostal um, churches They believe that a sign of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit Is a Pentecostal doctrine mm. Is the evidence of speaking in tongues A sign or the sign The sign For a lot of Pentecostal churches mm-hmm. um, Some hold it more loosely than others But that is the case And I've seen stories and heard of stories Of like they would line let's say uh, um, people up And then they would only let let's say kids sit down If they start speaking in tongues Then they start So some That's kids crazy. will start um, faking it to 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 That's go sit down. Crazy. You get what I mean. But then it's one of those like, unhelpful, tradi- um like cultures that yeah, I think 100%. I think we um we have, and I think it makes us like hold certain gifts higher, higher than, than others. others. Because like, do I? Do I believe that all believers um, speak in tongues? No, I think that's the case. That scripture, um, if Paul explicitly says, "Do all speak in tongues?" No, but he desires for the um, he desires for them to. And sometimes, like, I think sometimes we can make some believers feel other, yeah, or second, be- secondary, or secondary, or um, secondary citizens. Second rank. But, yeah, sec- second rank citizens because like, maybe they don't speak in tongues at that time. Or they, f- do you, um, and I also think I also think there's a there's more of an emphasis on the gifts more than the fruits. Oh, that's good. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like... Why do you think that's dangerous? Because the... I feel like the gifts... <laughs> I feel like the fruits are something that as a Christian, as you grow in the faith, you mature. As we said, as your revelation of who Christ is grows, mm-hmm. 
yes, the gifts are something that God gives you, and yes, they will manifest or whatever, and mm. you will. But the fruits are things that people see or will see way more often. Yeah. As you even said in the last episode, like these behavioral um, modifications or like the the fruits that Galatians five twenty two talks about: love, joy, peace. Like even. Um, um, the Bible talks about how you can have all of these gifts yeah. but if you don't have love yeah. it's like a clanging bell yeah. or symbol or whatever it, the, yeah. the thing was there. so it just shows you that I'm not saying that the fruits are way more important than the gifts and gifts are uh, I'm not saying that mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not saying that but <laughs> I'm not saying that but I'm saying that sometimes I do think that when there's too much emphasis on the gifts, it can be very, very, it can be a b- very big issue because then, as you're saying, in these spaces, you're not doing these things because you want to show the love of God or your your revelation of Christ is allowing you to then, you know, show yeah, whatever. You're just doing it because you want to show off. Like, mm-hmm. the gifts, I feel like, another thing, the gifts do, <laughs> I feel like the gifts do allow a sense of pride because, as he said, some people might, not intentionally, but, you know, rank, rank certain gifts way higher than I've others. Seen, oh, I do this, so I must be a more than a potent Christian. Rather that, rather that, rather this person that just does this is eh. Well, but then if the the the, the, the fruits are something that every every believer should, should have. have. Yeah. The gifts, you could have something, uh, a certain gift that I don't have. That's but true. me and you should have the same fruits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? We should have the same fruits. We should have the same fruits. But they're rude. Do you Bro, know what I mean? Like how? Where's the love? You know, Do you know what I'm saying? We should have so the same fruits, yeah, but the gifts. In um, like predominantly Pentecostal churches clubs, how have you seen that play out and be very dangerous? See what exactly play like, out? Like this whole thing of kind of holding gifts above fruits. Because as, as you just mentioned, bro, there's a lot of people in the churches that they can be at the front singing. They have the gift of singing. They have the gift of being able to prophesy, being able to preach, being mm. able to speak in tongues. Isn't it? And they, they do that stuff very well. But then when you reach and you chat, you chat to them, they're rude people. Mm-hmm. You, sh- you can see that they have no patience. You can see they have no self-control in their lives. They, ha- they don't have these things that the Bible says that as a believer, as you're growing this revelation of this mm-hmm. Christ that we're serving, as you're fixing your eyes on Christ, this modification of your your soul and all that stuff it should be shown but it's not really shown so you have to ask yourself like is it would you would you would you say that it's harder to fake the fruits than it is to fake easier the to gifts fake the gift. yeah easier to fake the you gifts. can't because fruits the thing about the fruits is yeah like when you look at the list that's given out they are not always things that you can show outwardly but mm. they're things that will come out outwardly eventually mm. and i think this is the danger that a lot of people <clears throat> A lot of people, in my opinion, in it, this is an opinion, I can't prove it, that a lot of people like to highlight their gifts because they know, if I've shown you I have gifts, you can't question it. Mm-hmm. You get? Whereas on the fruit side, it's like, this has to be consistent. Yeah. So for example, if I said to you, I'm a prophet from somewhere now, and I come there and I give one prophecy, something very vague, mm. but it sounds like, wow. And you know them as well, it really caught on with the mood of the room at the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my gosh, like, Wow. So, for example, um, it's exam season. There's a worship night beforehand. I know there's someone in this room. You've really been struggling, haven't you? It's a hard one. But God is trying to tell you that you're going to persevere through this one. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You cannot tell me what I said was wrong. You cannot say I didn't do it. It's a one-time thing. And so now, if that's your qualification of me, then I'm Gara. Mm -hmm. 
I didn't love you. Oh, the Lord is still doing the sanctifying work on me. I had a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> you see, and I think no. this is because even, even you asking me the question about growing up in church and that and seeing these things play out. Like the thing we're talking about um, last episode about the unity in the body of Christ. A lot of these issues that we have in the body of Christ, if people are really showing the fruits, a lot of these issues won't be there because you have the patience, you have the love, you have the joy, you have the long suffering, you have the self-control to be calm in certain situations when someone violates you in church. You know, a certain, you don't like the way, you don't like the way certain uh, a certain person has done certain. You have the patience because you have these fruits. The gifts are yeah, cool, they're nice, but I'm not saying they're nice. They're good, in it? But these yeah. things, they won't really solve these kind of issues of like unity or whatever because even the gifts, like they might even, uh, one department is brazy. So then uh, they just think they're, 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 they're creme de la creme and every other department is crap. But if you're, if you're we're all showing these fruits, the department that is brazy that has more t- talent or whatever, they can even show these um these yeah. other departments oh this is how we're doing it do, 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 do. do you know what I'm saying? instead of it being such a um a rat race to to see who has the pastor's um approval or who, who has the congregation's approval or whatever think, because mm, do you know what i'm saying yeah i think with the thing the thing that's so dangerous about just lastly about the gifts and the fruits thing i think it has two effects it puffs up the people who have the gifting so like mm-hmm. you said they become more proud and they they almost their christianity Based on these things, like I'm live because I can do this, so they become mm. more prideful. Becoming, becoming your gifts is very, very, it's bad. very, very bad. But I think what's even worse than the pride thing, thing uh, that's well, it's not, uh, in my opinion, in my experience, what I've seen is that it also reduces the people who don't have these gifts. Like so many times in fellowship, people will come to me like, oh, damn, like I, I feel like I'm a crap Christian. I can't speak in tongues, or I don't think I'm live. And I think that's even so much harmful, so much more harmful. So those people, the emphasis on the gifts more than the fruits. Someone who so I know someone, she's Christian, demonstrates love. Obviously, no, I'm not saying everyone's perfect, but she's loving, she's patient, she's kind. She feels so rubbish because she can't speak in tongues. You know how insane that is? <laughs> but that's what because of people emphasizing so much the gifts more than the fruits that someone who's literally walking in the nature of Christ feels so second rate because they can't prophesy or they can't or they haven't been able to prophesy. They haven't been able to speak in tongues. They haven't been able to do X, Y, and Z. And I think... That's what, first of all, that hurts me a lot. Like, I've heard, I've seen that, and it, it actually makes me upset because it's like, damn, like, people have made you get all of this, get all of this wrong, if that makes mm. sense. Like, you're almost losing what the focus should be, if that makes sense. And I think that's what's so, that's much more hurtful because these people may start to fall away. And you know what the enemy does? He likes to prowl on confusion. These people might start to fall away because the gifting, the gifting is not there. And that's what's so dangerous about the over-mystification. I think... It's just, it's, it's the reality thing aspect as well. It brings down the reality aspects. Like, think about, pr- like, for example, prayer, bro. Prayer, what is prayer? Prayer is communicating, is a conversation with God. Now, because of over-mystification, bro, prayer. people are not conversating with God, bro. People are just making noise. People are just saying whatever. Like, saying the same thing. Do you know something as well? Is there a scripture in the Bible that talks about not repeating the same words? Brain repetition. Bro, bro, because they want to they wanna fill their quote of an hour you know or two hours in a day or something. It's like, have we forgotten this verse or did it not happen? Oh, but then that's with a lot of things. A Very lot. true. Mm. And I think this is the thing as well. So, because as you spoke about, I think that's one of the biggest things. And even Talking. when we spoke about how the body reflects outwardly, yeah. this whole thing of gifts over fruits is so dangerous. And it also has a very bad thing of it stops us looking like Christ. Because if Jesus wanted to flex on us with his gifts, we would never be able to be like him. He was raising people from the dead, healing sick like it was easy, Preaching, turning water, praying, turn, bro. He, could do he it had a hundred percent 
um, ratio, full goal percentage. And you, you've missed three prophecies. Did you get it? Yo, I was talking to somebody the other day, innit? Yeah. About um, people that were prophesying Peter Obi to win the Nigerian elections. Did you lose? So yeah, he lost so in it. Fair. And I, I was mean. busting up because not that people <laughs> can't get stuff wrong, innit? But it's hilarious. Wait, can they? I don't it's know. A joke. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> you can, I'm not saying you're prophesying wrong, but you can get stuff wrong, innit? Like, I'm not saying. But it's like, it's so funny can because you? then the danger as well of gifts is then you don't have any space for grace. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because now your gifting wasn't Gara. You're not Gara. Yeah. But then it's so funny with the fruits, which is more important. Is, it doesn't work like that. And also the thing as well, fruits inform the gifts. It's how you, so for example, in Paul, in, uh, in I think Paul, 1819, in Paul's writing, he took, well, it's Paul's actually ministry, he wasn't, we don't wrote it. It's, it talks about how um, his handkerchief was healing people. Yeah. But it says that God used him and allowed it to happen. And it was because Paul was loving people. He, was, he went there to build up the church and that's what happened. Man are now trying to use their garments to heal people without love. And okay. the fruits inform the gifts. And I think that's another important thing. And it, it poses the question. Obviously, the fruits come from scripture. The gifts should come from scripture. How do we find that balance of worshipping God in spirit and in truth? And does it even we're mean gonna the talk, thing that people We're going to talk beforehand, isn't it? Before he asks this question. No, it's fine. Um, I think this is an interesting question. And I think sometimes we fall on like two extremes. So the spirit and, and truth thing comes from John 4. We see that like the true um the true worshippers will worship in spirit and in truth. And I think sometimes in like our different Christian circles, we can fall on two extremes. Like that's how I, I tend to think about it. Some people are very... Oh, I want to say spiritual, quote unquote, if you can see my fingers, quote unquote, spiritual. <laughs> and others are like truth. Court. And these are like the hard Bible, um, like court. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. And these are like the falling on the floor. I mean, like, do you get what I mean? You know, I went to a prayer meeting here one time, innit? And after my friend whose church was, she said, Oh, like, how did you find it? I said, Oh, like, I really enjoyed yeah. it. And she said, Oh, like, I didn't know you liked to pray. I said, What? What? <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? But then I think as believers, what we should do is it says spirit and in truth. And like, on whatever end of the spectrum, maybe you fall on that like, your church tradition falls on, you should do well to come into the middle where like your spiritual practices are informed by biblical right. truth mm -hmm. and how you pray how you worship how you but how you about all of your spiritual practices should be informed by truth yeah. so like we worship how scripture prescribes rather than how we feel we should do it mm -hmm. do you get what i mean because feelings ultimately deceive like we're when every like we even see something so interesting that like the story of like the Bereans, when paul goes to these people and he gives them this revelation what they did is they went to scripture yeah, and they checked. I think it's so funny how people always talk about the Bereans being great Bible scholars, yeah, but they don't understand the reason of what they were studying. Is because it was, scripture says, test each spirit, test each prophet. And so like in all your spiritual practices, please like balance with truth as well. And not that like, not that like we negate experience with God. Cause I very, I very much believe like as much as we're talking about like over mystification, like God is a very personal God. You 100%. can experience God. He's very real today. But then understand that like, it's not experiences can sometimes deceive. And like funnel your experiences down through the funnel of scripture rather than uh, because I experienced this or I heard this or this X, Y, and Z happened. Like it's directly biblical because sometimes it isn't. And it's some, it's, it's, it's season, I, I was in a season of life where I was really having experiences like yeah. that. And at first I was a bit shaky. I was thinking, what's going on? Like, what's going on? Like, but then I fell back onto the truth of the word because that's what I'm meant to do. Do you Literally. get what I mean? Like, and, and it's important to, like, Nana said, to strike that balance because there are going to be times where, bro, like, 
So yeah, like you just got to get into the work. Literally. There's going to be times as well that maybe it's going to be, you're going to be in a very ex- experiential season yeah. and things of that nature because, again, God is a God that we can experience, that yeah. he, will can, he can relate to us person to person very intimately. So mm. it's important to have the right balance so that in whatever season, whatever way God is trying to minister to you, yeah. and you don't feel second rate. Because yeah. I think it's, it's so important that, we were speaking about a Bible study yesterday, like it's so important to see your value in Christ. And I think sometimes our value at a point in time becomes, is defined by a season or is defined by experience. There's some people who their, their value in Christ is because they've maybe come to Christ, they've been having hella experiences. That's what they, that's when they think, God is pleasing me. God mm. is happy with me. Mm. I'm alive. Do you get what I mean? And when those things are gone, then they're cooked like, or they fall away. So yeah. it's, it's... And, and there's an example with that. Like when we see King Hezekiah, like and people say so many things about Hezekiah, but what's important is you see that this this was a king that was constantly led by the spirit. And it says something very interesting in scripture that maybe it doesn't apply to us now, but it says, um, and God withdrew his presence from him. But then Hezekiah was still faithful enough to seek God for um for direction and that sort of thing. And then we see God um, the spirit of the Lord come upon him again. But then I generally believe that there'll be times where um, believers have like lots of experiences maybe, and other times where maybe like they then they're not having as many like experiences and they feel X Y and Z. But like, do you still remain faithful? Like even when we are faithless, or like do um, we understand that He is still faithful? Like do you, or do you have truth that you can rely on? And the truth that you can stand on. I mean, this is also important of having Very good. <clears throat> John 1, 1, yeah, when it says that the word was God. I think one of the biggest differences between God and humans is that my word, I can say something that doesn't actually reflect who I am. Like I've said so many things that I look back like, damn, I actually said that. Like, that's not me. You know, like, you know when, a, when a celebrity says something crazy in, the, in their PR statement, oh, you know, I regret what I said. It's not a true reflection of who I am. God has never, ever said something that doesn't reflect him. Well... And I think when you understand that, you realise you don't need the experience always. Because if the experience is not there, the word holds the exact same weight. That's good. And this is the problem where we have where, the moment that you make the word secondary, you've done such a bad thing because... Yeah, we're going there. We're going there. Bro, there's no security, whatever, bro. No, 100%. We're just running up. It's not even about that. That's dangerous in itself, yeah. But the more dangerous thing is, you see what you said about the value thing, where you hold your value from? Mm -hmm. When you think that your value comes from experiences and it does, and the experiences don't happen, your value goes. Mm-hmm. That's bad. Yeah. But then not only that, then when God speaks in his word, you now look for something to back that up. Um, me and Tom were talking, we saw one preacher the other day <laughs> spoke on this, uh, was it Mark 16, 20? He's talking yeah. about, um, somebody was talking about, it says something very interesting. It says that, um, and they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word for oh, the company in science. Yeah. Confirming the word. The word was there and it got confirmed. It got added to. And that's not to say that the word was not sufficient, but it says accompanying signs, mm-hmm. going side by side, because they both hold weight. Mm-hmm. The, the signs didn't just go by themselves, nor did the word. The signs are there to reaffirm who God is. In mm-hmm. the same way, you know, if you love someone, we spoke about this in the words and actions episode, you love somebody, you reaffirm it with your words. Same way you say it, you also reaffirm it with your actions. They go hand in hand. And when you realize that God and his word are equal because his word is him, mm. you realize that they both hold so much weight. So for example, speak on it. I don't know. Some people maybe have had experiences where people have spoken about where they genuinely felt like God was hugging them. Then maybe you're going for a season where you're not feeling that in your prayer, but you read Isaiah 43, I'll give up whole nations to save your mm. life. That scripture should hold as much weight as God threw you on the floor in a worship night. Mm. And if it doesn't, 
then we've got a problem here. We've got a problem. And it's because you're in a vulnerable. If anything, yeah. If anything, yeah. yeah. I was like, gonna say your experience should more. You about, yeah, no, slightly because if you're if you're if you have an experience that you cannot be go back to the word and confirm, if that one should even be secondary to scripture, mm. because you're just telling me something that happened. Okay, we saw it. Like, and at the end of the day, it's the word that holds these things up. Mm. The scripture I was talking about was before was um Second Timothy two five, and also if anyone competes in athlete in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. And also another thing, yeah, about God being His word is it it says something to you about how you relate with Him, and what you take from Him. So what it says is that when He speaks to you in the Bible, you take it as gospel. When He speaks to you in your quiet time, you take it as gospel. Only if what he says to you in a quiet time lines up with the rest of his word. He spoke about before about the totality of scripture. So anything outside of that that God says to you, if it doesn't line up with the word that we already have, it's not from him. Mm. You know, and on top of that, because a lot of people ask, oh, how do I know God? I like something that Nana said like, when I watched his thing. And he said that a lot of people say that, oh, they don't hear God. Just read the Bible louder, bro. No, literally. <laughs> somebody said <laughs> something so profound, didn't it? Shouts the boy E.T., she said this. Shouts the boy. Shout. <laughs> so I hear you. I hear you, Karen. She said this thing of that line. Willow. The Bible makes it so clear to us, isn't it? Um, in what is it? It's in um First Corinthians three, where they're actually talking about sectarianism, and it talks about how God dwells in us. How the Bible makes it so clear that we are, you know, we have a, the new mind, the new heart. You know, we are complete in Christ. in Christ. We are. We are one with the Father. Shouts we're not collisions, sorry, we're, not. we're you know yeah. we're we're made new in Christ, and we have this new body, and we share in His. In his death, we share in his resurrection. Mm-hmm. Amen. So she asked me this question. As Christians, why are we sometimes trying to encounter a God who dwells within us? And it shocked my head. Because it made, the, it made me pose the question. Same way, remember that time we were, um, we were at a live and then after, you know, we were telling, you were, we were talking about um, why are we calling God to come when he's here? And this is the Because he's a bit... I'm, anybody who knows me he's knows in when it comes to prayer and that I'm so key <laughs> say the right things not because God doesn't hear you but, but it, it it reinforces in your mind that that's he's, what you're saying he's God please come down huh what come down from where your heart yeah oh God come and meet me in this place where was he beforehand mm-hmm. and it no, affects it's, it's, it's gonna because it informs the way that you live and it forms the way that you navigate your relationship with God and that's then why, do you like, think do you think that God, not that God can come down, but I'm not even know the words, the, the kind of phrasing to use presence it says, but like, more, it can be made more man- manifest. Is that what not saying? even a presence, or but like in a sense of like, there's a move, but you know what I'm trying I to say? Think, I think like, can, can I think why people do do it, like, I think I'm starting to give grace to um, people. And mm-hmm. I think the, the reason why like, let's welcome down the Holy Spirit or something like that is because the Holy Spirit is already here. We mm-hmm. see that the Holy Spirit is omnipresent, even with the first, um like, person in the trinity that we see in the bible in genesis is the holy spirit mm-hmm. like he was on the on the on the, um, on the earth and stuff but then i think why we do it in prayer is to maybe increase our acknowledgement that our, our awareness and acknowledgement that he is actually here i pray that that's the reason and i hope and i i think that's why yeah exactly that like to be a greater awareness that the holy spirit is Some here and i guess i i but guess I, you have to remember you see that let's say you're leading a room in prayer or whatever your understanding and what you're saying, you have to be careful because some man might not have understanding. Yeah, this is the thing about with over mysticism. Um, a lot of people, oh, but you know what he meant, or oh, I, no, I, I didn't. I so, I guy didn't. So you might. Do, <laughs> so but what do you mean by that? Who's new to the faith may not know what you yeah. mean. 
And I think that's the thing because for sure, you know, like it's 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 a biblical precedent that the spirit can move, that things can happen in the in the space yeah. that you're in. But it's also a biblical precedent that the spirit is also dwelling within fault, you. Man. And it's not a one or the other thing. <laughs> No. And I think I think you have to understand that even if the spirit is moving in the place or whatever that may mean, that he was dwelling in you first, and you were not apart from him, and you needed him to come to you. Because mm. I think that's the thing that, it, that it, that's some good stuff. That's mm. the thing that you miss out is the intimacy. I think the thing talk, about man. over over mysticism is you start to now you start to treat God like a linky. You're not always here with man. When I shout at you, you come. That's good. Oh. And it's like, then you I start like to question, what's your relationship like hey, with somebody that... That's giving me 25k on TikTok, man. <laughs> <laughs> I see you right now. I see you right now. It's like, like, what's bro? the time, Sam? What's the time? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it, it, it really scares me when people relate to God only from encounter because... If you relate to God only from encounter, then you don't have intimacy with him. Mm. Imagine if like, so for example, I remember one time I used to chat to a girl from Quay. And it's like, it was, it was a techie one because it's only when I link her. Mm. You get And it's like, we were not that intimate or affectionate or like close really. We didn't have an intimate bond because uh. there was nothing to cultivate it. But with God, if you're not cultivating it all the time, then you have to really question, what's that relationship built off of? Mm. If your whole relationship is built off of encounter, you don't have one. Nah, facts, bro. Because a relationship built on encounter is almost like, Relation like I think when like, comparing mm. it to the physical world is almost like it's like your relationship is based on every single time it takes you know yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah I think I think and I always we spoke about in Bible study yesterday like it's so important that we again God is sovereign He's holy but it's so important that we 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 like and we compare our relationship in in human in, in a human sense to the way we relate to God because it brings a normality to the way that we do things I remember once I remember I was praying and fasting like genuine. I was just saying, I can't lie, those, I was saying words, bro. I was just saying words. Like, <laughs> and I remember that. Like, this guy's real, like, I'm actually sitting with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. What? If I'm sitting with him, let me actually tell him what I'm thinking right now instead of just saying words. And I think it's because of, bro. I have to ask the question, like, so if you believe, as Jesus said, pray to your father like this, you know, uh, Paul said, when you're you to ask about everything. Sometimes, yeah, I'm, you have to question even yourself, like you said, like, Am I praying to God like we're having a conversation or am I just saying stuff? Because it's like, even like, obviously pray how you want. And my mom said this funny thing to me. She said, she said like, oh, these people are shouting. Like, what, can God not hear you? <laughs> and that's not to say, if you want to pray with volume, go on with your things, innit? That's not anti-biblical. So you know, volume, bro. But it's like, it's like, where's the... It's what's emotion, isn't it? This is why I'm so key and understanding... The, shout out to Derek Prince, um, the series on um, knowing God from his names. The names yeah, of God revealed in his name. God revealed in his name. Knowing who God about. is should inform how you relate with him. And Thanks. the thing is, as well, the way I said this when you said that thing about liking it to a human relationship, yes, it's important, but Just we, spent, yeah, we yeah. spent a lot of time in fellowship this year talking about not looking at God first from who he is before you liken it to a human relationship yeah, yeah, yeah. because otherwise you, you get some, some ill things. Because I was, because like, to talk on what you lot were saying about, sorry, it's the sugar, but um, <laughs> what's it called? To talk on what you lot were saying, even... Yesterday, as I was saying, I was chatting to the young Jews, isn't it? And I was talking to them about, like, I would argue that a lot of people think that faith, when we have faith in God, is just, oh, um, you believe that he can do this thing, he does it for you, and then your faith is strengthened, you know, you have more faith. But I would argue that faith in God is more genuine, whether he does it for you or he doesn't do it for you. Mm. Because then, then your faith in him is genuine because of him. Not because mm, of what he character. can do what for you. Hebrews 11.1 or 12.1? 12.1. 12.1. 12.1. 12.1. 12.1. 12.1. 12.1. 12.1. 12.1. 12.1. 12.1. 12.1.
And you can't please him without faith. Come to him, the 11-6. Before we wrap up, something that I think is really important, kind of about faith and how you relate to God, is just this understanding that the way that he relates with you, if he's intimate, he will he empowers you through your person because he dwells within you. Like you're working in tandem. It's mm. a partnership with him. Not an equal one, but a partnership nonetheless. And I think that's that's, <laughs> that's a, good. That's Wait, important a little to fish, understand right? because then it's another thing that stops you for seeking for God from outer somewhere. Yeah. Because you understand what so for example, life it's a show, personal God as you said, man. Yeah, whenever it comes to life show we're praying, God, God like speak through us, let the words not be ours. Mm-hmm. Rather than God come down into this place and just do something. Because firstly, it kind of disassociates you from God because you stop remembering that, wow, we work together here. No, thanks. You're my big boss, like, not just, I'm just some beggar here. Can you please do something for me? Um, but I wanted to also Lord, ask as a last question. I think it's one of the biggest me. things about over mysticism that people forget is that I believe that sometimes people pray a certain way, fast a certain way, read the Bible even a certain way to kind of run away from life and kind of, they rely on these encounters because it takes me away from my reality that I don't like. Do you think that it's dangerous or common like for people to kind of use prayer as some sort of escape or some sort of, if I pray more, my life will be better, but let me not take my real life to God in prayer? Nah, bro, bro, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've heard it. People have told me that. Like People have told me, bro, like, because the scripture says pray about season. I'm in the um, I'm in the car just blasting. I'm, I'm, we're on a road trip. We're going somewhere with a random put my earphones, I just start blasting in tongues to pray about season. And it's like, stuff like that, bro, it's like, you're losing the meaning of what prayer is and what these things are. Like, by doing these certain things, like praying more because the Bible says you should pray more. What are you, what are you praying about? Do you get I me? Mean, again, I'm not saying prayer, praying in, in duration and in frequency isn't important, but what are you actually saying in that time? Are you just saying words because you feel like you should say words? Like, your relationship with God is to... Obviously, it's to glorify him, but it's to, be, it's to benefit you as well. Do you get what I mean? So I've seen those kind of things. Like I've experienced those kind of things. And on, in the second point, in terms of is it, I think prayer, prayer and worship should be an escape. Not as I could, I believe it can be an escape. Like in a in a used in a correct way, in the sense that maybe you're having a low day, mm-hmm. dictating the way you're doing things, and you just want to get into the presence of God to just relax, to take your mind off certain things. To literally just call and enjoy his presence and, mm-hmm. and and almost let that become your reality much more than maybe the pain or the problem that you're experiencing. So you're not neglecting the situation, but you're not allowing it to overwhelm you. I think that's a healthy way to use it, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Um. So recently I've been reflecting a lot about like just the power of prayer and like almost praying until you've prayed, like really, really continuing on in prayer. But I think James, what James says, um, the book of James speaks about is very interesting as to like some people leaving people with a prayer rather than tangibly supporting people mm-hmm. when it comes to like aid as well. And I think sometimes in our Christian pursuits, prayer is always important. But then also you see that like there were times where Jesus prayed and it aligned him with the will of the father. And then he went out to to do things for people and he was out with people. And yes, he took times where he escaped from people and he retreated and he went to pray again. But that was almost for like realignment again to to keep going, um, to go back out there as well. So like prayer is fundamentally important. Like we can never say not to pray. But then the scripture also talks about like, but genuine faith producing action. That's what the whole of James is about. Like what, what active and real faith does. And it, it speaks about like you not just leaving people with a prayer, like tangibly supporting people as well. And sometimes I feel like we have over mystified and been blasting for someone 15 hours to get money when you had the money to give to them. Yeah.
for example. Perfect. <clears throat> and yeah. it's like, I think just as we wrap up, guys, it's just that, like, find balance mm. in your faith and your works. Find balance in, yeah, you pray, but do you act? You'll be in prayer meeting for five, six hours. How much time did you spend evangelizing? How much time did you spend reading the word? How much time did you spend helping and loving people? There's no balance there. Jesus lived a life of balance. The gospel is a practical thing. Prayer is a practical thing. Yes, escape from your real life to feel the refuge and the peace of the presence of God. But same way, you should use that same presence to bring your woes to him so that he can charge you and give you the energy to go out and live your life reflecting him. Mm -hmm. And the moment that you start only reflecting God when you're on your knees in prayer, you're not being like Jesus. Jesus didn't just look like the father when he was in the garden and praying. He also did when he was casting out demons. Same way when he was healing the sick. Same way when he was just a shoulder to cry on and people were, you know, revealing their problems to him. And I think we need to remember that we are meant to be like Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, we are spiritual beings. We have a spiritual rebirth, as you said. But at the same time, let us remember that all of these things are for a purpose and it is to glorify God. And so the moment that that's not happening, it's even funny. It's funny you're talking about prayers. I was actually chatting to my friend yesterday about it. It's it's mad. Shouts Angela, man. But yeah. Fresh, yeah. Shout out. Fresh, Shout out. Let there be a reality to the things you do because if a relationship with God is real, your actions that your actions in your relationship with God should be real. Your dialogue with him should be real. Relationship is meant to benefit both parties. Yes, we are the little fish in the sense because God is sovereign, but this is meant to be enjoyable for us. Mm-hmm. Some people are just blasting for 10 hours. They're not having fun. <laughs> Crazy. Pray yeah, to you prayed, man. Love God Praise. and let God love you. Mm. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That's that. Keep on let me pray. Circle, circle. Take your time, but in the key drive. We gonna show you something that gonna change your life.